This episode of Congratulations is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. You choose chef-designed recipes, and Blue Apron delivers fresh, seasonally-inspired ingredients. Cook incredible meals in less in as little as 20 minutes. Uh, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash congrats. That's blueapron.com slash congrats to get your first three meals free. Uh, the Cash App. You already know the Cash App is the number one finance app on the App Store. What you might not know is that you can also put Cash App in your wallet with the Cash Card. It's got boosts. It's got great safety features. No credit check needed to get one. We'll talk about this more later on in the show. Download the Cash App for free on the App Store or Google Play Market. What's up, my babies? Hey, how you guys doing? It's Crystalia here, and uh, we're doing it. We're doing it uh, for episode ninety. And you may have heard something a little bit different so far when I read the ads, and that's to let you motherfuckers know what's up, man. They're ads. You don't get to, you get to listen to this for free. They come up on your on your podcast app, on your app, whatever you got. You get to listen to it for free. And I want to just remind people that when they're when they complain about ads, which has been happening less and less, that that's why you get to listen to it for free because I get to get paid through these ads. So every time I read a fucking ad, just so you know, dude. Okay, that's how it's going. So here's a little bit reminder: if you're feeling a little bit complainy, guess what? That's how it's going to be from now on, dude. That's how it's going to be from now on. I'm coming in fucking feisty today, dude. That's what's up, dude. Did some shows uh, this past weekend in... I did a college in New Jersey called fucking... Tr- co- uh, uh, college in New Jersey in Trenton. Did a fucking... Did the Warner Theater in D.C. And I also did the fucking Carnegie Hall. And I played the hometown uh, in Montclair, New Jersey. So that's what's up, dude. That's how we're fucking doing it from now on, man. Because that's how it is in this life, man. You gotta fucking, you gotta get it in where you gotta get it where you, you gotta get in where you fit in. That's what you do. So that's what's up. Uh, we got some new sponsors and shit like that. We love the new sponsors. We love the tried and true old sponsors. We got fucking. We got. Remember, if you're watching the video app, Kudas reminding you. You got Kuda right here over my right shoulder to remind you. And then you got the fucking eagle over here to remind you who the fuck you're listening to, dude. Um, anyway, dude, I was on the road. Well, where do we fucking start here? I was on the road. Do you know what actually first I want to talk about? I was on the road and I saw, we've probably talked about infomercials here and there. Um, by the way, this isn't plugged in. Is this usually plugged in? It is. It's not plugged in. So what do we do here? It's not plugged in. It's, it's out of here. Um, but, uh, is that it? I'll do it. So, so one fire starting off already and that's not it. Okay. Well, whatever it's, if it dies, it dies. If he dies, he dies. Um, it's got some up there. Oh, we need to fix it. Oh, he gets so nervous. We need to fix that. Um, 
We need to. We're having a fucking technical difficulty. Just do it over here. Just go that way. Nobody will see you because you're fucking on fire. Um. So we. Uh. So so I was in uh L A. Or no, I'm sorry. I was in. Where, where the fuck was I when I was listening to this or watching this shit? Um. I was in. I first of all, I can't even can't tell you how some bitch fucking one fires looking trying to get her on the studio behind the camera to try and fucking plug in the the sound thing. Um. And because he looks extremely some bitch, but um, uh, I can't find. Do you, do you know where it is? Well, we got to find it, right? Yeah. Or right, is gonna go? You just want to start over? No. Okay. Uh, so I was in. Where was I when I was doing that? Oh, I stayed in Philly. Um. And when I stayed in Philly, I was I, I there was this infomercial that came on called Peebo Bryson's Classic R and B or Classic Soul Hits or whatever. Now Peebo Bryson was an old singer uh, that looks a little bit. He was like the first. He looks like I don't know how old he is now, but he did. He he was like a soul singer and uh, like a, a Nate dog, but like Nate dog, but like he looked a little bit like Nate dog, like he was bald and shit, but it, the infomercial that I saw, do you guys watch infomercials? Cause I watch infomercials, man. And I love watching infomercials because they make me feel, cause I don't really have to pay attention, but also they're selling some shit and I know they don't believe in it. Now that's the best. They don't believe in it. This one is a little different. Maybe people, Bryson did like a lot of the things that this guy was saying. Maybe people present did like a lot of things that did, these guys made him sell, but um, he uh, he he was selling first of all compact discs, and it's 2018. Now I looked originally when this infomercial was created, and it was created in 2005. So this thing's 13 years old, and they still did the thing where they were like. If you call in the next 18 minutes, you'll get this free. Like no man. So you know that those are bullshit. You know those are bullshit now. You never need to call the next when they're like, if you call in the next 10 minutes, you'll get the... You know those are bullshit because this was made in 2005 and they were still doing it 13 years later. So 13 years later, you can be... If you call in the next 13 years, you can still get what the fuck it is you want to get. It was 13 years later. Now, I watched this shit. Now, first of all, you don't know. Here's the thing. One fire. Go the other way, you know? Anyway, um, I got to do a little bit of a technical difficulty here. I got to plug this in here. So you guys fucking hold on one second. While we're, go- while we're holding on, you know what? We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. <laughs> he almost hit his head so hard on the fucking thing. God, I wish you could see how some bitch on fire looks trying to get around the studio. Um, all right. So, so people, Bryson is doing this shit, and they're all the songs like by Lionel Richie and Marvin Gaye and shit like that, and they're talking about how great it is. But when you watch, you ever watch like a football play that happened last week? It always looks like it's from the eighties. Did you ever notice that? If they're like, do I show a little bit of a clip from a, last week's game, it always, you're always like, why the fuck does this look like it was so, it looks like a copy of a copy of a copy that's so grainy. Like, but, but this shit, 2005, it's crazy how um, different broadcasting was in 2005. So first of all, they're selling 
compact compact discs, and they're doing it still in 2018. Hey guys, get with it, okay? Also, Peebo Bryson, change your name, of course. Peebo, uh, you know, Peebo Bryson. So, um, so it really. But the thing about it now, I had a really emotional weekend, and this is what started it off. I was watching this infomercial. And it was just so insane to see this shit, an infomercial I saw 13 years ago, to see how different the world is now. Like, you can't buy compact discs even. I don't know who the fuck's buying. Like, literally, they're trying to sell the last few that they have to the people dying tomorrow. You know? Like, a 90-year-old is just like, oh, I want to get this. I want to get this because I like all those soul songs. And I've been looking for that Marvin Gaye song, you know? And so I was sitting there watching these info, this infomercial, and it was really affecting me in a real way. I started thinking about how it used to be when I was a kid. Now, by the way, in 2005, I was 25. I was barely a kid. But it's, I, it was just the whole nostalgia of it made me feel like I was young again. And I was like, wow, man, it's crazy how much has changed since I fucking – since in, in, in fucking 13 years. So – now uh, I go, I do, the, I do a gig in New Jersey, which I'm from New Jersey, okay? And I play uh, uh, Trenton, New Jersey, which is the College of New Jersey, which, hey, college, I appreciate a name like that. The College of New Jersey. If, dude, if I had a college, for that, you're, you're goddamn, when people are like, nah, it's cool to have fucking, like, uh, I don't know many colleges because I'm an idiot, but, like, some of them are called, like, uh, like Duke, like what the fuck, you know, pick wherever you are. That's what it's like when I say about the bands, like you're supposed to be named the Beatles or the birds or the fucking lions, you know, don't get all fucking death cab for cutie bullshit on me with your college shit. Oh yeah. Where do you go uh, to college? Uh, fucking, uh, what's that one? Uh, melon, Carnegie melon. Well, is that a city? It's two guys' last names. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, dude. What are you, a law firm? Fucking Carnegie Mellon Law. Carnegie Mellon Law. The law offices of Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie and Mellon. How about when they do fucking... When they're brothers and they do like Carnegie and Carnegie. Or like when, they do, when, they, when they're the most Jewish last names of all time. And it's the law offices of Rosenbaum and Rosenbaum. I'll go fuck yourself. Just say the Rosenbaum law offices, man. So I got to repeat, I got to repeat it twice. You fucking egotistical set with all the Jews. Um, so, um, so any, what's up with all the Jews? <laughs> they always naming this fucking shit with it. You got to say it twice. <laughs> I mean, so many fucking callbacks to other episodes, people listening to the new shit. Definitely. Uh, People listening to the new episode, definitely turning it off right now. Um, so I was, so yeah, but call your college, College of New Jersey. Dude, if I had a college, whatever state it would be, it would be the college of that goddamn state. That's the shit. California, College of fucking Oregon, you know, Oregon State, however they do it. That's the fucking shit. Don't get creative with the, with the thing. No, Mm-mm. it's a college. Everyone wants to know where it is. Um... So I played the college in New Jersey, 
And then I went and I played DC, which was fine, whatever. Then I went to play Carnegie Hall in New York. Uh, and it was insane. Um, here's the deal, man. Carnegie Hall is the most traditional, traditional, most legendary, uh, probably venue or at least theater in uh, the in America. And it was in New York. They started it in 1891, and I was like trying to get iron out all the details before I got there. Like, oh yeah, I want to get, I want to sell merchandise. I want to want to do it before the show. Usually. Uh, my opener, Mike, he gets out there and he sells merchandise. He sells our merchandise before the show, and he loves doing it. And he goes out, sells before the show, and then he sells it after the show. Carnegie Hall was like, can't sell it before the show. And I was like, why? That makes no sense. And I was like, because there's an intermission. And I was like, what? There's not an intermission in my fucking comedy show. And they're like, no, we got to do it because they make a lot of money. A lot of these theaters, they make a lot of money in intermission because the fucking uh, bar sales in the intermission. And I was like, well, I don't want to do it. And they were like, well, then there's a fee. And I was like, go fuck yourself, dude. There's a fee? They wanted to charge me for not having an intermission. Uh-huh. So I was like, no, tell them no. And then my manager just came up to me. He's like, so, uh, uh, I, I tried. And like, it's fine. But like, we're going to have to pay. So we're going to have to do an intermission. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Then I'm just going to walk out afterwards. It's fine. We could sell. I said, can we sell merch in the intermission? He said, yeah. So I said, okay, good. So then, then we're all good. They wouldn't let Mike sell the merch. So they had the fucking guys at Carnegie Hall sell the merch. So now, by the way, I hate when people say merch. Just say merchandise. But I'm, I'm a coda, I guess. So they fucking sell on the merch. And we didn't make as, as much money as we usually do, which is fine. But then afterwards, we sold the merch. Anyway. Whatever. It doesn't matter about the merch. What matters is I was getting pissed off before the show. I was like, and oh, by the way, I hired a photographer and they were like, you can't take pictures here, 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 here. I was like, where the fuck can you take pictures? They're like, in the back or outside. Ah, why'd I hire him? So anyway, I'm paying this guy a bunch of money to shoot the fucking night, right? By the way, everybody, uh, okay, so I'm pissed off at the, at the venue, right? And they're like, oh, by the way, he needs to come and do a mandatory sound check. And I'm like, what? I'm a fucking comedian, not uh, the killers. I'm not Death Cab for Cutie. I'm not fucking Sparkle Horse. Dude, j- put out a monitor and a microphone. We're fine. They're like, no, we want him to walk around this theater and get a feel for it. Hey, man, every show's the same. I live in the fucking, uh, what's that Bill Murray movie? Over and over again. Groundhog Day. I live every every day's the fucking same. I go out, I do my shit. It's fine. If I need to adjust, I do it in fucking one bill a second. Cause it's my job. So they they're like, he, by the way, he has to show two and a half hours early at the sound check, which is the worst shitty amount of time because I got to go before I don't have enough time to go back to chill and then come back. So I just got to hang there for two and a half hours. But bye ya, go fuck yourself. No. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I'm still got to make this fucking money. So let's relax. So I'm trying to get, I'm get to the fucking sound check. I don't go two and a half hours early. I go an hour and a half early, which is fine. We, we settled on. We're, we're negotiation shit. You don't even need to negotiate. Um, so I'm there and I walk in the theater. I walk into the actual theater and... 
it like hits me that I'm playing Carnegie Hall, which by the way, I didn't even think about. I told my dad that I was going to play Carnegie Hall and he started crying because he's from New York. His dad, my grandpa, used to sell newspapers on the corner outside in fucking New York City. And my dad said, wow, I've only seen George Carlin there at the fucking um, at Carnegie Hall. And I can't even believe you're going to. I'm going to. That's the next time I'm going to see at Carnegie Hall is you. Wow. And so for Father's Day, I got him a vintage George Carlin shirt. And he looks at me and he starts crying and he says, I'm going to wear this. I'm going to wear this when you play Carnegie Hall. And I say, oh, cool. He said, because you know why? And I do know why, because he's, he said, but, but he told me again, my dad's a master of saying shit 75 times. He was like, because I saw George Carlin play Carnegie Hall. And that's the only, other, no, I know that's the only other time. No, I know, but that's the only other time I've been to Carnegie Hall. And it was in the, no, I know it was in the 70s, but it was in the 70s. Okay, no, I know that. How do you know that? Because you told me that 475 times. He says, well, and he's crying, okay? My dad is so sentimental, he cries at the end of fucking every TV show he watches, Right? I'd be like, Dad, what's going on? He was like, just law and order. <laughs> so, so, so I get to Carnegie Hall, and when I step on the stage, on the uh, stage to do the sound check or whatever, which, by the way, this is the sound check. I, oh, I, yeah, cool. One, two, great. Works out, right? So I get out there. I step out onto the stage. Dude, it's actually breathtaking this stage if you've never been to carnegie hall it's so fucking annoying how goddamn beautiful it is it's annoying that you can't go in there with a bat i was i'm like you know what i'm gonna go in. i'm gonna talk to the guy in charge i'm gonna give him a piece on my mind i'll be like you can't sell merchandise in the beginning that's so ridiculous i get out there and i'm like whoa it's gold the theater is gold and white it's beautiful and you don't realize how many times you've seen it like on in movies and on tv and shit like that I don't know how, by the way, because I don't know how the fuck they filmed because they're not allowed to fucking shoot anywhere. But I step out there and I'm like, wow. And I think about my parents and everybody that's going to be out there, my 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 uh, my my uh, my family and my friends and people that I've met in the years and shit that are going to be out there supporting me. And it fucking made me feel like emotional. Okay, again, all the way from fucking Peebo Bryson's shit, feeling nostalgic. Now I'm over at Carnegie Hall and I'm my dad tonight. At this night, is going to make me feel nostalgic. Nostalgic for him, nostalgic for me, nostalgic for for him, nostalgic for everyone. So I am, I'm, I'm like, okay. So here comes the show. So everyone now gets to the show. I do the show. Fine. Now I got everybody there. I got my, my my dad, my fucking uncle, my everybody, second cousins, fucking friends, my girl, fucking the only person not there, my brother. And, uh, and, uh, because he had fucking a deadline and shit like that. And I told him not to come because don't stress the fuck out. Oh, I was like, it's okay if you don't come because it wouldn't make a fucking dent. doesn't matter. It's fucking sold out anyway. So, (laughs) so I'm fucking do the show. And I get a standing ovation at the end. Now, I'm not trying to fucking brag, whatever, but it, I was sitting there taking it all in, and I almost fucking, it was very emotional. Got some cool shots. The photographer was able to finagle some cool shots. I get out, and I'm like, I'm going to be. Anyway, my point is, is that I was in New York where I fucking, my dad, you know, my dad loved to see me perform, and my mom as well and shit. And every time I saw my dad afterwards, he was like, it was like an out-of-body experience. 
and shit like that. And just trying to fucking, he was trying to, he, he cried the whole time, you know? Little pussy ass bitch, you know? My dad. And uh, I got a little bit of that sentimentality from him. My brother did not. Um, but so then we all went to eat about 45 of us and I just sat there and I was like, damn, it's crazy how, uh, we're all together. Cause you don't get to see people all the time, you know, like the only time you get to see people as a family is weddings and when people die. Right. So everyone's toasting. My uncle Vinny's there. He brought Underberg, by the way, if you. If you are there, if you're a, a, a congratulations, he brought a bunch of different Underbergs for everybody that have alcohol in them, by the way. My cousin was trying. He's like, here, you got to drink some. I was like, there's alcohol in this? And then they were like, yeah, there's fucking alcohol in it. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to drink this shit. And we're, due, we're having a good time. And then, and then my girl almost fucking chokes. You ever seen someone choke, by the way? You ever see the terror in their face? I actually don't know if I want to fucking even get too far into this because it was really fucked up because I had such an emotional night and then seeing somebody that you care about almost die from choke. By the way, choking is going to be the worst. Is That's got to be the worst way to go. It's got to be the worst way to go because you choke. First of all, choking is the weirdest thing because you have to do it to live. You've got to eat to live, but it can also kill you. That's not fair, Jesus Christ. Hey, Jesus Christ, that's not fair. What the fuck? Son of God, what are you doing? We've got to eat, and that can kill us? Hey, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? I'd rather see someone I love commit suicide or jump in or or, or get hit by a train than fucking almost choke. You see their look on their face. 12 seconds of pure hell. It all worked out. She coughed it up. I did the Heimlich wrongly, but I like to take credit for it. Um, And uh, I was trying to do it. My aunt was like, lower, lower. Looked like I was just trying to cop a feel. David, cop a feel. (laughs) How about the least funniest fucking president ever? David Copperfield, squeeze. How 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 fucking hilarious? Uh, I mean, I guess it's not hilarious, but how amazing would it be? How brazen would it be if you just went, David Copperfield? Who's your favorite? You know who my favorite magician is? And she said, who? And he goes, David Copperfield. And he goes, squeeze. And then he just says, you're a survivor. <laughs> Dude. Hey, sweetheart. Yeah. First of all, that's sexist. But hey, sweetheart. Yeah. You know who my favorite magician is? Who? David Copperfield. Squeeze. You're a survivor. And then wheels off in his wheelchair. Wow. Would be my fucking utmost favorite president. Going to hell. Going to hell, but still. It's all good, babies. You can't take it with you, but it's all good. In the meantime. I mean, so slow, you know? The fucking backing up the Brinks truck. In the meantime. So slow. Um, yeah, man. Anyway, it was a nostalgic weekend. And then the next night I go. So so between the fucking almost joking the show 
And the Peebo Bryson shit, which started it off. I'm telling you that started off my nostalgic weekend. My, uh, the crying, all my family members and shit being there. Carnegie Hall. I was, I was just on an emotional roller coaster, right? So then I go to play Montclair, New Jersey, which is where I'm from. And I'm playing Montclair, New Jersey. And my best friend from Montclair, New Jersey, who I used to live next door from, people don't get to do this, dude. He hits me up and he's like, hey, do you want to get into your old house that you grew up in? And in my head, I go like this. No, because it's going to be too emotional for me. But I had already, but jokes on you, That's that conversation happened a week before I'm telling you, and I said yes already. So it's like Pulp Fiction how I'm telling this story. You don't know what the beginning is and what the end is. So, so now I go see the fucking old house I grew up in, dude. And I don't want to give you the address because you guys are crazy and you'll show up. But I go and I stepped in. Now, it's been 25. No, it's been 26, seven years since I've been in that house. 26 years. And I step in and my fucking... I'm overwhelmed with emotion already from the from everything in the weekend. And I'm in the house I grew up in and I and I and all these fucking emotions are flooding back to me. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is where I asked my mom if I could say the word shit for the first time." And she said, "Okay." And I got scared and I ran away. I said at the den, at the, at the in the in the dining room, I was like, "Hey mom, can I say the S word? It's a swear word." And she said, "Yeah." And I said, "What? Really?" And she said, "Sure, you could do it once." And I said, "No, I'm too scared." And I ran away like a fucking bitch, okay? And then I was like, oh, this is the fucking, these are the stairs I ran down during, for, uh, when, when we, that one Christmas and I, and I ran past my brother cause they told, they told my brother to let my brother go first cause he was littler and I thought that was bullshit. So I blasted right by him and his head hit the fucking side of the wall and he, and he didn't miss the smile and it, we have video of it, dude. One time I was running down for Christmas and my brother, my brother was running down for Christmas, was walking down for Christmas. He was going too slow cause he had little legs and I was a little bit older and I, and, and they were like, let Matt go first, let Matt go first. And I blew right by him and I hit him into the wall and he was smiling cause it was Christmas <laughs> and his head hit the fucking side of the wall and he didn't stop smiling and kept walking. And dude, we laughed cause it was so funny. Cause he was just, he knew he hurt himself, but he was still too excited cause Santa came real shit, dude. That is real shit, man. So, uh, and I was like, oh, this was the fucking part where I realized I had OCD. This was the moment where I realized I had OCD because I was lining up my micro machines in a, in a row and Uncle Vinny with the fucking two wallets came over and sat down before Underberg and he was like, hey, what's this one? I really like it. And I screamed at the top of my lungs because he missed, he messed up my cars. He messed up my micro machines, man. They were supposed to be in a line. He picked one up and he wasn't supposed to do that. And in my little head with OCD, that was his fault. He picked up the cars when he wasn't supposed to. And he put it back. Because I screamed like a fucking bitch ass. Whatever, dude. It's what makes me me. Now, OCD doctors will tell you that's not what makes you who you are. Because OCD is a demon and it's not a part of you. But I would argue it helps with your creativity. Now, is that a fucking bad thing to say to people who have OCD? Yeah. Because maybe it would make you feed into your own OCD? Yeah. But... Don't do that, I guess. But also, if you could, it could be Gene. Okay? If you're fucking if you have OCD and you're really into math and that helps you do math, it could be Gene. Ah! Or it could be a fucking serial killer and keep fucking heads in your freezer.
So anyway, um, I was like, oh, this is the part. This is where – and they opened up walls and they built – here's the other thing too. When you go back to a place that you haven't been to in 25 years, it's so much – and now it's so much – it shrinks. I don't give a fuck what people say. People be like, oh, but you were littler and your memory distorted it. Nope, things get smaller. I walked into that house. It was so much fucking smaller than I remember it. And guess what? That's not my fault. It fucking shrunk. My house shrunk, dude. Um, I was walking uh, downstairs and I was like, oh, this is the moment. This is the moment where I, or I, where I remember starting the moment. I know the moment I believe I started believing in God. And I'm not saying I believe in it anymore. I don't know. Who knows? If there's a fucking God or an afterlife, I don't fucking know. And if you say there is one, you're a fucking idiot. If you say there isn't one, you're a fucking idiot. Because guess what? You don't know. You know why? You're alive. And anyone who's alive hasn't died yet. You saw a bright light? You almost died? Cool. That's your mind fucking with you. Doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean fucking shit. So, um... So now I am, uh, I remember the moment I started believing in God when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I believed in God. Dude, how fucking kid is it to believe in God? Dude. You know how I started believing in God when I was a kid? I was, uh, I was looking for something. I don't even remember what it was, but it was a toy. It was a toy. And let me tell you something. It was very fucking important. Okay. I needed the toy. And I couldn't find it. I looked all over the house. And I was standing at the top of the stairs in the basement because I was on the East Coast. And East Coast have basements and West Coast don't have basements for some fucking reason. But that's how it is in America. So I said, God, in my head, as a fucking crazy little ass motherfucking OCD ass bitch motherfucker. I was like, God, if you just tell me where this fucking toy is, I will believe in you. And right then... I thought, oh, God's telling me <laughs> God's telling me it's in the basement under the end table with the lamp on it. And I ran downstairs and I looked under the end table with the lamp on it and there was the toy. And I sat on the floor and I thought, oh my God, there is a God. I didn't realize that my mind is my mind and I can come up with those ideas by myself. In my head, God put it. Now, here's the, here's the thing. People still think of shit like that, and they're adults, and they're not, they don't live in fucking, like, tribes and shit. They have, like, walls and toasters and uh, an actual functioning society, and people still think God give them ideas like that. Now, those people, you're crazy, okay? You're a crazy lunatic. Why? Because that's your mind. But I was fucking eight. And that's when I was like, there's a God. So I just want you to know if you're an adult that thinks that, you're eight. You're secretly eight. Um, but that's when I started believing in God. Yep. And then there was, I was, I looked at the fucking back window, and I remember the back window. I remember that's where I got my first fucking boner, dude. I remember that's where I got my first boner, man, where I started to like chicks. Because I was, I, was, I, was, I was looking at the, the glass window pane. I remember playing with toys on the glass windows pane with my fucking neighbor, Julie. And she was a little bit older. And we were playing with toys on the glass window pane. And it looked, the glass window pane shrunk, dude. It shrunk. I didn't get bigger. It shrunk, dude. In my memory, it shrunk. And so, and so 
we're playing with toys and I saw the fucking and I was like, damn, dude, I kind of wanted to like touch Julie. That's I got my first boner. I was playing with toys in the wi- near the window, dude. They redid the kitchen. They put another balcony and over into the balcony. I was like, oh, dude, they don't have this balcony anymore. They made it in. They covered it. And now it's part of the inside. And I was like, this is where I broke the indestructible plates. I was like, my mom told me that the plates were indestructible and that you could drop them and, they're br- and they don't break. And so I was trying to fucking um, uh, uh, impress my friend Keith Testa. And I was like, these don't fucking break. Look. And I came out, went outside and I took the plate and I was like, I dropped it on the stone and it shattered into a million pieces. And I looked at Keith and I was like. Oh, it's supposed to not break. And I was like, my, I broke the unbreakable plates. And she's like, you can't throw them on the fucking ground outside, asshole. <laughs> I was like, then don't call them fucking unbreakable plates. That's how I started developing personality. All sorts of shit. I got to do ads. Fuck. But then I remembered also... There's a park behind the fucking place. I remember, oh, dude, I remember everything, man. Where we used to, in the park, we used to fucking bury dirty pictures. Me and my fucking best friend, Matt, we used to bury pictures of girls with fucking, from Playboy. That fucking Thomas used to take, uh, used to give us, because he was the older kid that had fucking bad parents. He had fucking Playboys. And he would rip out the pages and he would give us, us he would give us pictures of nude chicks for fucking those potato skin treats that we would have i would go and he would be like yo i'll give you a picture of this chick if you fucking give me your potato skin bites and i'd be like yo say no more fam here are my potato skin bites let me see that fucking chick's titties and he would give me them and i put them in my pocket and i would feel like fucking in second grade all around the fucking school in the playground, through fucking recess, through language arts, I would be fucking keeping titties in my pocket, dude. And I've got titties in my pocket, and the other one is touching my bone a little bit. So then I went and I buried the fucking pictures of titties in a base <laughs> in a baseball fucking card box, and I buried them in the back of fucking Yannickar Brook Park. And the fucking kid who lived on the other side of Yannabrook Park, this motherfucking bitch ass, told my dad about it. He came back and was like, Mr. Lee, I want you to know. Now, this is where I learned some shit, dude. My, my dad, he told my dad, he was like, I want you to know Chris and Matt are doing some bad shit. And my dad said, oh, yeah, what? And he, he knocked on this fucking door. And he said, oh, yeah, what? And he said, they got dirty pictures of girls in the back of Yannabrook Park. And my dad said, oh, yeah? And he said, yeah? He said, okay. And he closed the fucking door on him. And my dad told me about that shit. And I said, did you get mad? And he said, of course I didn't get mad. And even if I was mad, I wasn't going to let that fucking kid know that I was mad. Because he thought he was telling on you. And I wanted him to feel stupid. Dude! Are you fucking kidding me? That's some fucking woke up this morning and got yourself begun. That's so fucking dope and mafia shit that my dad did that. When I forget his name. I think it was Mike something. All fucking shitty guys are named Mike, you know? And he was, he, and he fucking told, he was like, yo, I want you to know. And my dad said, oh, really? And he said, okay. And he closed the fucking door on him. I ain't okay. got no motherfucker. So I fucked your bitch, you fat mother- That's what my dad did to fucking that shitty kid.
And then, of course, my fucking friend Matt got in trouble, too. But not really, though, because... I ain't got no motherfucker. Because we weren't going to let that kid have his cake and eat it, too. Fuck that kid. Fuck him as a seven-year-old. I don't give a shit. And then you know what I did as a fucking boss player? You know what I did as a fucking boss player? Dude, I was a fucking boss player when I was nine. I fucking went the next day. I took potato skins and I traded them for Thomas for some more fucking nudie pictures. And then, oh, you're probably like, oh, you, you know, you probably shouldn't have done that because you already got caught. Well, guess what I fucking did? I came home. I took those nudie pictures and my, I walked up to my dad's office. My dad was in his office. I walked up. I knocked on the door, opened the door. I fucking threw the nudie pictures on his desk. And I said, those are the pics. And I walked out. I ain't Suck got no motherfucker. So I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Yup, dude. That's how we're living as Dalias, dude. I ain't got no motherfucker. So I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Hey, Mike, you think you're going to fucking unearth some dirty titties? You think you're going to unearth some dirty tickets, t- dirty titties in a public park and get me in trouble by telling my dad about that shit? Oh, guess what, motherfucker? I still got some potato skins to spare. I ain't okay. got no motherfucker. So I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Yup, dude. That's right, man. I loved going back to my fucking old house, dude. All right, dude. We got two ad breaks. All right. All right, you guys. Uh, Postmates. As usual, your stomach and the rest of your life are at war. You need to eat, but you can't stop what you're doing to deal with it. And the only things, uh, the only fast things that deliver are not what you want. You know what I'm talking about? That's so annoying. Introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Uh, Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You could even see where your food is and track your driver. You forgot to get eggs and milk? No problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. I didn't write that part. Uh, For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code CONGRATS. That's code CONGRATS for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with with code CONGRATS. Zebra. Lost my mind. It's uh, it has been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over twenty one billion dollars, dude. Do you know how much that is? Because guess what? I don't. It's too much. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. Until now, thanks to the zebra. The Zebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only place you can compare hundreds of policies from all the top carriers and choose the best for you. Plus, they will never sell your information to the spammers. That's important so you won't be annoyed. You won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. The Zebra works. You just answer a few questions on a simple, fast form, and they find you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch said it best. The Zebra is kayak for auto insurance. 
It's quick and easy. Just an honest way to compare car insurance quotes from all the top providers all at once. All right. It's just one of those things that should have existed before. And it's a great service. It didn't exist till now. It's how buying car insurance should be. Go today and start saving this at thezebra.com slash congrats. That's thezebra.com slash congrats spelled Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash congrats. Blue Apron delivers farm fresh ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your door. I love Blue Apron. Still, another week gone by, still haven't had a bad Blue Apron. And I eat them at least once or twice a week. Uh, You choose chef-designed recipes, deliver fresh seasonally-inspired ingredients, cook incredible meals in uh, as little as 20 minutes. And you don't have to be a chef to do it. It's very easy. They break it down for you. Uh, quick and easy recipes op- recipe options with insanely delicious flavors. I'm telling you, Chris D'Elia. Skip meal planning and shopping and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron. Uh, it offers a range of recipes bursting with flavor. Uh, whether you're looking for quick and easy meals or a full culinary cooking experience, Blue Apron, they got it. Uh, tomato and basil pesto pizza. Uh, stir-fried sweet chili chicken. Seared beef dumplings and jasmine rice. Dude, dumplings are so good, and the best dumplings come from Blue Apron. Uh, so check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash congrats. That's blueapron.com slash congrats to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. You already know the Cash App is the number one finance app on the App Store. What you might not know is you can also put Cash App in your wallet with the Cash Card. It's the only debit card that offers instant rewards and comes packed with premium features not even a credit card can offer, like boosts. Save up to 10% instantly at Whole Foods, Wendy's, or Chipotle, and more of your favorite spots. Or even $1 off coffee every time you swipe your card, uh, your cash card at coffee shops across the country, which you know I like to do it because I, I like I like caffeine, I like coffee. The cash card puts you in control of your money with, an, with extra in-app safety features that let you pause your card with a touch. Unlike a credit card, there are no fees ever, and a credit check isn't required to get one. So download the Cash App now and get your cash card for free. Visit the App Store or Google Play Market now. And of course, when you download the Cash App, and enter the referral code, congrats, uh, you'll receive $5, and the Cash App will send $5 to the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. Uh, it's a true win-win. You guys, I'm coming to Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. I'm going to Miami. You can get tickets at crystalia.com, follow the leader tour. A lot of stuff sold out, but Miami's coming up. I'm looking forward to going to Portland. It's all sold out, man. I'm looking forward to go, go to Portland and fucking Seattle. And also, I'm going to Vancouver. I'm um, doing two shows in Vancouver, by the way. Um, so, anyway. Uh, yeah. What else did I see when I went way, on the way home? Uh, when I saw him fucking way home, what else did I see? I just, it was crazy going back. I saw that. My brother peed down the laundry chute. That's another one. My brother fucking had a fever and he, and he was walking around and he peed down the laundry chute. Dude, I used to have fucking crazy dreams about my mom's laundry room too. I used to have recurring dreams about how there were seances in my mom's laundry room and how I used to try and fit myself down the laundry chute. Hey, that's got to mean something fucked up, right? Seances? Um, yeah, man. I used to get, you know what else happened also? Uh, I used to be out of my mind scared 
when I was uh, when I was a kid. I used to run into my mom's and dad's par- room, into my parents' room, and I would be like, "Hey guys, I'm scared." And they'd be like, okay, well, you got to go to bed. And I'd be like, no, I know, but I'm just scared. And then one time, did I talk about this on the podcast? My dad said, what are you scared of? And I said, birds, everything. Did I say that? Yeah, I did. I would be scared of everything. I would be so scared. And you know what's weird is too, I got, you ever wake up in the middle of the night and, and you're scared? I, I mean, that hasn't happened since I was like 15 maybe. But what was weird is it happened on Thursday night, no, when I was in Philadelphia. I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked into the other room. My hotel room had didn't just have the hotel room, it also had another room because it was in a fucking it was a suite. And um I looked and I was like, what if like a fucking shadowy figure or a demon or a ghost was just there? And then I couldn't fucking fall asleep again because I was like, what if there is a shadowy figure and a fucking demon or a beast there? And I had to get up and close the door like a fucking bitch ass so I could sleep again. And then I think I turned the fucking TV on and the light on. I'm 38, dude. What a bitch. But I was scared. And then, God, it was so weird, dude. I never felt like such a fucking kid again this whole weekend, man. My dad showed me, he was like, look at this Instagram comment from a stranger I got. And it said how I did a good job at Carnegie Hall and he was reading it to me and he started crying about a fucking stranger's Instagram comment. You know what I mean? Hey, dad. Hey. Buck up. Hey, you're 70? Buck up. Um... I'm just fucking around. I think emotional intelligence is is more important than fucking intelligence intelligence. Do you know what I'm talking about? Than brains? Like these fucking smart ass numbers guys, they're idiots when it comes to everything else. Some of them, some of them, not all of them, but some of them. They just don't know what the fuck they're doing in life. Like those kinds of guys are always like Wall Street type guys and shit that are real they don't they don't they don't sit down and have like heart to hearts, you know? They're like, nah, who's got time? Fucking turn and burn that money. Trying to fucking stack cheddar. I'm trying to sit on fucking knots. Hey, dude. I got a fucking fat wallet too, but you still got to cry sometimes. There's a quote. You can have a fucking fat wallet, but cry sometimes. For real, man. Yo, you could fucking sit all lopsided on a knot, but you still got to cry sometimes. Hey, dude. You could be sitting on fucking Knott's Berry Farm, but you still got to fucking... Cr- you still got to let some liquid leak out of the top part of your fucking head sometimes. How about that, dude? Sit on Knott's, but also leak. It's the truth, because if you're just sitting on Knott's and you don't leak, you ain't shit. And if you just leak and you don't sit on Knott's, you can still be something, man. You don't have to sit on Knott's to, not be, a real fu- to be a real fucking person. My Uncle Vinny sits on two knots, and I think he leaks sometimes. But you got to fucking, you got to, you got to cry. You got to fucking cry. Don't just, I put, I, I, I cried on my podcast about two, two, three weeks ago. Somebody left a, a, a comment on my thing. He's like, hey, man, you shouldn't have cried on your podcast. Men don't, men don't cry. They shouldn't cry. 
Bro, what is this, 1952? Who are you, fucking Danny Zuko, bro? What are you talking about? Hey, fucking Kanicki leak. What are you talking about, men don't cry? And I'm not into all this fucking crybaby liberal shit, by the way. You know? How about the Red Dead Redemption video games coming out with some shit? And they're like, they worked 100 plus hours in the, for weeks each week to get this video game under, uh, you know, on a deadline. And, and, and the internet is like up in arms. I tweeted about it. They're like, oh, well, this is a mismanagement. You shouldn't overwork people 100 hours. You shouldn't do this and that. People are like, oh, really fucking, they really fucked up. Some of these tweets pull them up about Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption. But it's like, dude, how much fake outrage can we have, dude? You don't give a fuck that people are working 100-hour work weeks. By the way, getting paid and to, for, to, to have a video game come out? It's not like this is a sweatshop, dude, and they're putting souls on fucking uh, Sauconies or however the hell you say that word. Nobody knows, by the way. Sacconi, Saucony, Saucony, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, it ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. That's what I would do. I would have that fucking, who, what's the meme right there? Go up. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. Red Dead Redemption 2 campaign is 65 hours long. It ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. That's my favorite meme of all time. When your girl asks to look through your phone. It ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. It ain't a problem. How did he say that? That's the best meme of all time. I told Juan Fire that meme, and he was like, I don't like that one. And I was like, you will, bro. It's It's got everything. It's so bitch. It's so fucking like that faux machismo. Damn, dude. Shannon Sharp, dude. How about his face? That guy. You couldn't create a face better than that. And he's got the nerve to wear tortoiseshell glad dude. That guy's the man. I never saw Shannon Sharp not make a catch. And I'm not a bit. I'm not a bit. What was he? A tight end? And I, but he was a tight end, I think. But that dude was the shit. When I was a kid, I used to watch Shannon Sharp. I'd be like, man, that guy's the shit. That guy would catch every ball like, oh no 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 problem, that ain't no problem, that ain't no problem. Dude, dude. By the way, Shannon Sharp, I'm gonna throw it uh, 50 yards down, and you're gonna catch it even though you're the tight end. Oh no 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 problem, that ain't no problem. I'll tell you what, Shannon Sharp, I'm going to throw it not in the field, but in row FF. You think you can catch it? I'll fucking grab a, I'll grab a, I'll grab a fucking hot dog when I'm there. <laughs> hey, hey, we're playing in Dallas Stadium. Shannon Sharp, I'm John Elway. By the way, I'm going to throw a fucking pass all the way to the Seahawks Stadium. You think you can catch that? By the way, he's just saying la 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 problem. La 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 problem. La 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 problem. La 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 problem. So the Red 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 Dead Redemption, by the way, fuck your Red Dead Redemption, Dead Red Red Dead Red Dead. Red Dead with a damn brand redemption. You playing 100 hours on a Red Dead Redemption, a Bamption? Lampchen. The lampshade on a Red Dead Redemption. Um, and everyone's like, Pull up some of the trees. Oh, yeah, you can't work people over 100 hours. They knew what they were getting into. They knew fucking come deadline. It was a deadline that they needed to go. Stop with your fucking fake outrage, man. Because you know what's up with that outrage? 
The people who are fucking working on that video game, they know the deadline is coming up and they know they're going to not be able to see their family for the next few weeks and they know they're going to lose sleep. Well, guess what? Because that's fucking work, man. Dude, I fucking worked hard and my marriage fucking dissolved because I had to fucking do open mics and not even get paid. And my ex-wife was like, what the fuck? This isn't what I thought marriage was going to be. And I was like, yeah, but you're not going to fucking be saying this shit when I'm playing and I'm touring around the world and we're making fucking money and the Brinks truck is fucking backing up and we're going to be fucking toting around with diamond rings on and you're going to have all the dresses you want and then you're going to be like, but right now it sucks because we're young as shit. But when you're fucking walking around like the Queen of Sheba, you're going to be fucking... They know. Stop picking something. Stop picking something to be upset about. That's the problem. You're picking something to be upset about because your fucking life sucks in your fucking cubicle. Be happy with what you got, man. Because there's people with it worse off than you. Now, la-la-la problem, la-la-la problem, la-la-la problem. And I see fucking Juan Fire writing down la-la-la problem because that's probably the name of the episode. Dude, it's, it's just... Who gives a fuck about anything about video games? How about that? Play them, be happy. Or don't play video games. Kudos, man. Seeing other people. Are, you're tweeting about that? Oh, I got to tweet about that too. And here I come at the fucking anti-hero. Hey, you motherfucking. I put up a tweet. Stop. Stop with all the shit. There's no Bigfoot. Stop. Stop with all the shit. The Loch Ness Monster. See ya. Would have found him already. Bye. Where's Bones? I wrote the fakeness of people claiming outrage for Red Dead Redemption crunching to make a deadline is fucking so hilarious it is peak sjw shit social justice warrior you simply do not actually give a fuck about how hard a video game company works to make a deadline and you know this and this guy writes the thing is that this has become the standard for the industry and i don't think it really should be i don't like when people also put question marks at the end of Sentence things that should be sentences. Most cases, most cases, they don't get paid overtime because most developers are on a salary. So a lot of the time, it's people putting themselves through hell for no bonus, and that's true. So I wrote for sure. However, also people on the internet don't give a fuck. That's my gripe. That's mm, gripe. I'm just tired of fucking people's noses facing my nose, man. Have it face the same fucking way. Um. Anyway, that's what's up. You want to do some Twitter questions? Let's do some Twitter questions, man. I like Twitter questions. I should shake it up and do Twitter questions earlier sometimes because they sometimes they leave me on a good fucking tangent. Like last time. Dude, Peebo Bryson, you know? Hey, here's something I'm never going to do. I want to address this. Actually, before we even get into Twitter questions, because somebody asked me this on Twitter, I think. Every fucking three hours, somebody writes me, hey, 
I'm going to be at your DC show or this and that show. Can you give my friend, it's her birthday, can you give her a shout out? Dude, imagine me stopping my act that I've worked very hard on and being like, oh wait, and being like, oh, there's a birthday now. Did I talk about this already on the podcast? I think I did. It was on my Instagram or something like that. I don't remember. Anyway, no, I'm I'm never giving a shout out. I'm never giving a shout out. Oh, you have a birthday? Oh, dude. You're a you're the good friend? How annoying is the good friend? I'm I'm just it's not even for me. My friend, and she means the world to me. It's her birthday. Oh, really? Dude. Let's see what it looks like when your top lip touches your bottom lip. Let's see what it looks like when it stays there. Now tell me. Oh, you can't? Thanks. Turn round. I just, uh, I'll never stop my show to give a shout out. It's not, I don't, I'm not a fucking DJ. You know what I mean? Imagine being a DJ, bro. How fucking awful it must be. Can you play Caroline? Can you play? No, dude. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'll never give a shout out on my fucking. Uh, I. You know, what kind of a comedian? I don't know one comedian that would do that. To be honest, I, what, what do people think going to comedy shows? What the fuck do you think is going on? We're getting paid the fucking Boku bucks to fucking come in and do a show in your city. I'm not stopping it so your friend John can feel good about his birthday. I don't give a shit. We all have birthdays. Oh, it's your birthday, dude? Well, guess what? I'm I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I don't give a fuck about... Go, shorty. It's your birthday. And you know, we don't give a fuck because it's your birthday. That's me. I don't give a fuck. Uh, all right, Twitter questions. Hey, uh, Leah Trib, at Leah Trib. Hey, Chris Leah. I'm... What the fuck is this person saying? Hey, Chris Leah. I'm a wedding photographer, and a guy tried grinding on me during a cha cha slide, and I turn round, gunked him, and the and another dude across the room pointed at me and yelled, "True baby." Oh, that's cool. Two babies united at a fucking wedding. That's cool. You said gagunk to a guy that tried to grind on you. What's up with guys that think they could just fucking go up on a chick and grind them just because they're on a dance floor? Boy, that's going to be a boy. I know it's out of fashion. That's going to be illegal in about a month and a half. Oh, wait, did you see the girl, the the lady that tried to claim that the nine year old sexually assaulted her? Did you see that? Oh, my God, dude. It, It was. And then I found out that the lady was white and the kid was black. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Come on, lady. Give white people a break. There was footage of it, and then you saw the footage, and the kid literally, it was his backpack that hit her butt by mistake, and she called the cops on a nine-year-old. Hey, even if a nine-year-old is purposely grabbing your ass, guess what you're supposed to do? Buck up. You're supposed to look at that nine-year-old and be like, I got a problem, I got a problem, I got a problem. Fuck off, dude. Who cares? You're not a survivor because a nine-year-old grabbed your asshole. Who cares, dude? Go to fucking work. Fucking idiot.
you're a survivor because someone grabbed your ass, you know? I had a fucking... I've taken a picture. There was a 70-year-old lady that was like a big fan of mine. She was like the funkier-old 70-year-old lady, though. She might have been 65, something like that. And she would come see me all the time. And she was always giving me those sex eyes. And she asked for a picture. She always asked for a picture. One time she asked for a picture. And she fucking took her hand, her fucking 65-year-old hand, grabbed my fucking nuts. Grabbed my nuts. And I guess, you know, yeah, sexually assaulted me. And I went, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And then I forgot about it. Then I forgot about it. I survived, though. You know why? Because in the grand scheme of things, I'm not a problem. I'm not a problem. I'm not a problem. Uh, Alex, at Ed Geroth, you got to make these bigger, bro. Come on. What do you think? I'm a fucking eagle. Ed Garoth. Alex at Ed Garoth. Isn't that a singer? Isn't that the guy who sings? Oh, and I'm dying to live and you're not living to die. Who's that guy that sings that song that Eminem ripped off? And Tupac, they put a Tupac on it? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. How do you feel about restaurants that serve their food in a quirky... D- bro, you're a fan of mine. You know goddamn well how I feel about this, first of all, but I'm going to continue the shit. How do you feel about restaurants that serve their food in a quirky dish like a polished shovel or a piece of slate? Eh, focus on making your food tasty, he writes. Look, I agree, dude. Oh, my God. There's a fucking polished... We got to retweet that from the Congratulations podcast. But the... the dude, they got a beans. They got fucking chicken, some sausage links. Looks like veggie patties. And an egg. By the way, first of all, how much goddamn meat is on your plate? Hey, man, stop. What are you feeding? Is that for seven people? The guy's eating so much meat. This guy's going to die tomorrow. Hey, at least you have a shovel, shovel to dig your fucking grave in, huh? Oh, fucking. Hey, and that, dude, was that at Denny's? Because I just gave you a fucking piping hot grand slam, dude. Stop eating so much night. Hey, bro, what are you fucking looking for? Nitrates, bro. This guy loves nitrates. I don't even know what nitrates is, but I know you love nitrates, bro. This guy can't get, this guy's got fucking lotion with nitrates and shit. He just, dude, some of the guys like, you want some fucking nitrates? The guy's like, so, um, yeah, this shovel. God, if someone, let me tell you something, dude. If I'm at a restaurant and somebody hands me food with any sort of plate on it that isn't just a fucking plate first. Right, and you know they they. How about when they when you get the salmon and they're like it's slow cooked? Don't tell me shit is slow cooked either. I don't give a fuck. Put it in front of me. Don't brag about how long it takes for you to make your food. You suck at it. Then make it quicker. Come on, get get fucking Uncle Ben in here. That guy could do it in 60 seconds. Oh, you slow cooked your fucking pork loin? Eat my ass. I can pull my pants down in two seconds and give you a meal. How about that? <laughs> Dude, and the slams keep coming, man. Dude, you know what? If I had a Denny's, I'd get a fucking revolving door. That's it. I'd act like it was someplace in Times Square, dude. I'd act like I had a fucking news pr- a, a newspaper company in the goddamn thing. Because that's, that's what's up. 
because I need a revolving door on my Denny's because that's how much people are getting the fucking All-American slams. And you can get there. You can go there. You can create your own fucking slam. Because that's what you're basically doing anyway. I literally have five. By the way, I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. I, I forgot. What did he ask me? Oh, yeah. Dude, have a plate. Be a plate. That's it. Don't give me a fucking hubcap on a plate. You're not fun and funky. Focus on making your food. This guy's right. Make your food good. Presentation comes second. Now, presentation is still something, but if you're fucking serving food in a shovel or a hubcap, your food sucks. Okay? But the see, the the when they give it to you on a wood plank, that shit drives me nuts. Just put it on a plank. I don't give a shit. Yeah, the salmon tastes a little bit better when it's served on cedar. I don't give a shit. You're going to give me an aneurysm. Now I got a, it's falling off the thing, you know, it looks like one of those old Japanese fucking shoes that women used to wear with the, with the socks still on them. Uh, we got any more? Oh yeah, dude. What's up with this? This guy has David Kurtz, Kurtz, David M thoughts on people who get mustache tattoos on their fingers. Yeah. You know that shit where they get it like this so they can do that and, and do the fake mustache over there, what do you, what do you do? What do you, you know what you are? You're so, so, you so don't have a personality if you do that. Because that's in place of a personality. You think you're the fun guy? Because I'm a fun guy. <laughs> when you have a fucking mustache and you put it up like that, like you're trying to not sneeze. By the way, how weird is it how well that works when you're, when you're going to sneeze and you're like, uh-oh, and you, all you got to do is press that shit? That's some shit Jesus Christ should have figured out beforehand. Trumped you. Every time I do that, I'm about to sneeze, I do that, and I, and I don't sneeze, I look up in there and I go like this. Hey, Jesus, gotcha. God, those mustache. Fe- the first guy who did that was kind of, okay, cool, f- great. The second guy who did that, Ikuda. Guy deserves to get butt fucked, you know. Uh, are there any more or no? That's that though. That that tattoo is the worst tattoo, maybe. Besides some, what did Steve O get your name on his ass or whatever? Jesus Christ, you know. Come on, Steve O. Love the guy, know him, but come on. Um. Anyway, I guess we're good, huh? It's about one hour and six. Let me do the fucking wrapping up shit. Did I do all the things? I did all the ads. Blue Blue Apron. Okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to put it. I'm going to do this ad how it's said and one fire. It, it fucked it up. Blue Apron. Heck out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash congrats. So, guys, don't forget to heck it out. Go online and check it out. I guess I got to say the real way so we get so we get paid. So, check it out. Um, And then... Download the Cash App for free on the App Store or Google Play Market. Enter rewards code. Congrats. Get $5 and give $5 to Time's Up. Uh, thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we're almost at 200,000 subscribers. and Let's get there. You know, Maybe we'll be there by the next week. Um, I'll see you in Miami and Jacksonville coming up. Uh, West Palm Beach, Atlanta, Georgia, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Boston, Massachusetts, Fresno, California, Bakersfield, Austin, and, uh, and San Antonio for some reason. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Uh, that really helps. Rate and review the show. I want to get in the fucking top 10 here. You know, I think I don't think I've gotten the top 10 yet. 
except for when we first came out. But uh, I think we've been in like 12 recently, but let's get up there, do it. Uh, video episodes go up on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And uh, follow the leader. Buy tickets on Crystalia.com. New dates for 2019. New dates for 2019. Announcing soon. We got uh, announcing soon. We got uh, Chicago, St. Louis. Um, like I think next week we're doing. We're going to announce it. But we got a bunch of ones coming out. Uh, Windsor. Some like that's a fucking place. Going to Narnia. Going to perform for some fucking goats in a closet. Uh, all right, guys. You guys, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, a little problem, a little problem, a little problem. Uh, you guys are, you guys are the best, man. Some of you guys probably suck fucking dick, though. Some of you guys probably suck shit. You guys, thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. You know when people say, you guys are the best, thanks for listening. I'm saying that, but also with a caveat. Some of you guys who listen are probably fucking so annoying and shitty, and you probably suck, dude. And even the people that love, that you love, that love you, probably secretly think you fucking suck and you're listening to this podcast. But I appreciate you, too. So thanks very much, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations.